Listen tomorrow for your chance to win University of Utah running Ute basketball tickets. It's a win tickets Wednesday. Experience the excitement of Utah basketball all season long as the Utes battle for a place atop the Pac-12 standings. Tickets are still available and include a variety of pricing options. Visit utahutes.com. Utes on the road this week and then back home. Going to L.A. Getting some warm weather at USC and UCLA. All right, PK, the Jazz get beat, and it was an ugly game. They haven't lost much lately when they have. It's been competitive right down to the end, but this one, not so much. Go ahead and explain that Jazz loss. Jose tweeting at us just a minute ago, that was just a bad night. On to the next. Jake says it was a weird day. Affected by the shock of the Kobe tragedy, maybe. Also the switching D from the Rockets in that small Houston lineup. The Jazz heads weren't right. D'Antoni knows how to beat the Jazz, Bobby says. It's a bad matchup. Rockets have good shooters. It's a matchup problem. On to the next one. Except they shot... They didn't even shoot 50%. And they're no, their good shooters weren't there. Outside Eric Gordon. And all the free throws. The guy, they scored a lot of points at the free throw line. That, 35. Yeah. They outscored the Jazz at the free throw line, and they won the game by nine. Now, how many did they outscore them at the line by? It's 35 16. to 19. Yeah. 16-point difference at the line. Oh. Not that neither team shot the free throws very well. Low seventies, kind of eh. Yeah, I mean the Rockets missed fourteen free throws, fifteen something like that. They were at seventy-one percent, and the Jazz were at seventy-three percent. Well, Gordon shot twenty low. of them. Yep. He's, I do worry to an extent that hey, well we've got these small. Every every team has smaller guys. I mean. So let's try it. Houston did it. Yep. So what do you got to lose? Let's see what happens. So the Jazz got to figure out a way to be better on that. I I just don't see how you can accept a a high-level role player, although he wasn't a role player last night, Eric Gordon coming into your building and scoring 50. 50. (laughs) Couldn't have held him to 38. Yeah. Which would be a bad night, defensively. I mean, I just can't come up with anything that's acceptable. Hence the loss. Tragedy, no tragedy. They should have been more dialed in than that. To have a player come in and score 50 points on your home floor. That's something that gets under my skin. And the great thing about it, is it gets under Rudy's skin, too. Rudy is going to go down when he's done as my top five all-time favorite jazz players. Right up there with Jeff Hornacek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it has more to do with what's on the floor, too. And obviously, you've got to be a good player on the floor, and he's a great player. But I love his accountability and how he takes nothing for granted and no nights off, just won't accept anything but winning, believes that they're going to win every game, 
I mean, obviously we know no team is going to win every game. But his mindset is that of a winner. Every time he speaks, listen to what he said. I really felt like uh, they just dominated us mentally, physically, and uh, they were communicating better than we were. You know, they were just tougher than us tonight. They came in to kick our ass, and they did. It's great sometimes to get your ass kicked like we did tonight, not get too comfortable. You know, realize that we need to keep our mindset, stay hungry, like Coach said, and, you know, get ready for the next one. Yeah. They came in here to kick our ass, and they did. They did. They did. They came in here to kick our ass. And they did. They led after every quarter. And sometimes it's good to get your ass kicked. They came in to kick our ass and they did. It's great sometimes to get your ass kicked like we did tonight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? What do you think of Gobert? I think he's awesome. We speak of, and there's been a lot spoken this last 24 hours plus, of Kobe Bryant's competitive spirit. Yes, and that it has was, come up a time or two. And it was off the charts. Just no doubt about it. it, it I, I preferred that we would have heard and hopefully continue to hear more stuff about what he's done the last five years. Because his basketball stuff, that's been over with for a number of years. So we didn't need this tragedy to speak of that. I would like to know more of what he's been doing and what were his plans to do. That's the real tragedy. The, ba- the basketball stuff is not a tragedy because that was over and that spoke for itself in volumes as loud as virtually as loud as anything has ever spoken. It's what he's been doing these five years and what were his plans going forward that were now not going to as to have it. I thought Pace Mannion said it yesterday as well as anything. The real tragedy here is he's not going to fu- be able to fulfill what he wanted to do in the second part of his life. And obviously the relationships with his family. And from, from the public standpoint, you know, he would, I have to believe, based on what we know of him, that he would have done great things over the next 20, 30 years. And now it's gone, and that sucks. No doubt about it. And then obviously the loss of a dad and a husband and a brother and all that stuff, and a son. So, but Rudy's competitive spirit, I think is sensational. And his will to win and compete is awesome. And I think that's going to help this team, not more than his on-the-court contributions, but I do think they go hand-in-hand. There'll be a time when that's really important. To get in a playoff series, you get down 2-1, and you need that. Yeah. You need that fight to push back, to go win the next three and win the series in six. Right. And then having an injury and getting back as soon as possible, as we saw that he had against the Clippers. Was that three years ago now? Yep. Yeah. You knew. And he was only what? He was only 23 years old then? Because he's 26 now, right? That's crazy to think of that he was 23 at that time. But to know that, hey, as soon as he can come back, he will come back. There's just no doubt in your mind. As a fan of this team, that's comforting. And Rudy is now 27. Okay, he's 24. Yeah. Let's go to Scott. Scott, good morning. Good morning, guys. 
you know, just listening to PK explain, you know, kind of how he felt about last night. It was, to me, it was just, it was really embarrassing. And I didn't feel like they were prepared, but at the same time, I feel like Quinn Snyder got out coached. Um, you know, when they have a lineup that nobody's taller than six, seven, six, eight, I'm sorry to say, but this is the one team where, you know, Rudy Gobert is, is not going to make the difference that he makes in every other game. I think when he subs out, Snyder should have gone small and matched him just to see how that would have affected the game. And anytime they played Houston in the last three years, he's never done that. He's always subbed a big for a big, and we're just outmatched. Yeah, thanks for the call, Scott. I actually did think that, too. Now, hey, happy birthday, Scott. I appreciate you. May you get whatever it is that you want on your birthday. I'm wondering, am I right in thinking, should Coach Schneider have changed it up or just stick with with what you do and you'll get there, in this case they didn't get there, but thinking, could you should you have thrown in somebody who was smaller? Probably figuring you didn't practice that at all. Or does that send a message, gosh, we're in panic mode here. We're going to match up to you? No, you match up to us. But it wasn't working, and I was wondering... Should they have done that? I don't know the answer to that. Well, I mean, there's a lot, we can throw out a lot of woulda, shoulda, couldas if you want to go to strategy and other stuff that right, they should try. I was try. thinking it at the time. Sure. And I think the argument not to do it is they actually outscored Houston while Bradley was on the floor. They didn't get hurt with Bradley out there. You know, if they'd given up runs when Bradley was out there, then, okay, put in some, uh, put in Moutier. He's not playing, right? Give him some minutes okay, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and have five small guys and five mm-hmm. ball handlers out there right. and see if you can do that. Sure. The tougher call would be, hey, Bradley's out there. Now they're matching minutes and, you know, who's on the floor against him all. you got to figure that out with the plus minus. You can't just look at the plus. I agree. I look at plus minus, but you can't just look at it. Got it. Uh, but they were getting outscored with Gobert out there. Do you take Gobert minutes away? Do you dare take off the guy who, as you point out, this heart and soul guy? They get The team gets energy from him. They get energy from him. And if you take him off the floor, because the runs were happening while he was on the floor. If you take him off the floor, but the runs happen for a lot of reasons. You know, some of the small guys were the guys who were falling down and dribbling off their foot and going into traffic, throwing their arms in the air and losing the ball. And Mm -hmm. not particularly hustling back. And then it's four on three or it's five on four. And you're giving up an open shot. Yeah. So... I wondered watching the game of the offense, you know, they, they, they switch every screen, then roll off every screen. I mean, we're used to seeing the pick and roll and Gobert rolls to the hoop. So well, when they, you're speaking to Houston. So when Houston switches on a Bogdanovich screen, he always pops. And a lot of times that gets him open three-pointers, but it doesn't very often against Houston. What if he just for one quarter rolled hard to the hole every time? That takes effort to defend, and it's physical, and that's a spot where you start trading elbows, and some guys don't want to get hit. Now, somebody might defend the role by Bogdanovich pretty well, but somebody else might not. And with the switching, you know, you can't just say this guy's being guarded by that guy. Because they're switching, Mm -hmm. you switch until you find the guy who's soft. Coaches will use other words in practice, but you find the guy who's soft. What do they say, DJ? No. Oh. You know what they say. (laughs) I don't go to practice. 
I've never been to a basketball practice in my life. You know one coach's favorite word, and it wasn't soft. So Bogdanovich is a guy who goes really well to the bucket, and he'll just dunk on you. It, it might work for Mitchell or Ingles, and it would be unusual. Now, maybe they've already tried it, and there's a reason they don't go back to it, and I don't know what it is. So what, I gotta say is, what is that word? <laughs> you don't want to blurt it out on the radio. We're not saying that one on the radio. <laughs> Yuck knows. Can we play Tom Jones? <laughs> I love it when you play dumb. Man, you think I was you think I was rude last night. Holy cow. You're being rude now? Well, I would be if I blurted it out what you wanted me to say. You were rude last night. I don't think it. This I know would it. top that. Nope, there's no rules. No rules in the locker room. Blurt out your question. Uh, there's no So we just suspend basic chivalry. Yes. Sorry, sweetheart. Get out of my way. <laughs> Sorry, sweetheart. So condescending. Exactly. So condescending. That's exactly what you were saying. Play that again, Yach. That's exactly. Thank you. You just nah, made I my point. I would have done that to Dane Green. <laughs> or Dana Green, either one. All right, DJ PK. <laughs> it's 97.5. Just, just, listen to this. Yach, you can't send us to break and then play. Listen to this. Yeah, you'd go, say 20. It's go, time. go. Listen, there's so many fouls. You just talked right over well, her. Lots of people tried to ask a question at the same time. It happened that time. She, no, but she had the lead. She'd already asked the first question. It's time for someone else to ask a question. Oh, I did. DJ's rules. Yep. We had MJ's rules, the Jordan rules. Mm-hmm. Apparently in Jazz locker room, DJ's rules. I agree. Now that we know. When I yeah. do end up in the Jazz locker room, I will now know oh, not yeah. to get away. Yeah. You wade right in. You do at BYU press conferences. You know you do. Wow, that's you've talked you're, over Jay Drew. You're not there. Don't pretend like you haven't. I'm getting Fisherman Jay's way. You you've gotten you in Jay's don't way. Don't talk over By the way, lady. Jay was at the game last night. Did you see the video he put up? Took the video of uh, Westbrook. Yeah, celebrated and dance along I the baseline. I think he was misguided because I don't think they they didn't say he was injured. Just gave him the night off on the back to back. I think that's what they were they doing. That's, just what, out. that's what they've been doing. With him, so they never claimed that he was injured. But he's not supposed to be out unless he is injured, right? Isn't the commission trying to crack down on that? Even though we all know it's not really happening. I don't know. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz lose to the shorthanded Rockets, 126-117. No Capella, no Westbrook, no Harden. But they had Eric Gordon, and he went for 50 points. Donovan Mitchell led the Jazz with 36. Jazz are off today. They play the Spurs in San Antonio tomorrow. Luka Doncic with 29 points and 11 boards as Dallas beat Oklahoma City 107-97. to And the Kings come from 27 down to beat Minnesota in overtime, 133-129. to Tonight, the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, the Suns and the Mavericks, but the Lakers and Clippers will not play. That game's been postponed and rescheduled in the wake of Kobe Bryant's death on Sunday. College basketball tonight, Utah State's in Laramie to take on Wyoming. The Cowboys are dead last in the Mountain West, 0-9. Game tips off at 9 o'clock on ESPNU. You can listen to the game on The Zone beginning at 8.30 with the pregame show. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Zero Res. Start your new year off fresh and clean with a call to Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. Get three rooms of carpet clean for just $89.95. Schedule with Zero Res today online at ZeroResSaltLake.com or call them at 801-288-9376. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. There's a lot to talk about with the story of Kobe Bryant, but it is a sports icon that, frankly, we will never see that likes of him ever again. LeBron James is not Kobe Bryant. Kobe is more Michael Jordan than LeBron ever will be. And I love LeBron, too. Kobe is at a different level and a different stratosphere than LeBron James. And I don't know if we will ever see another person that will be comparable to what we saw from a drive, from a championship standpoint, than what we saw from Kobe Bryant. Him and MJ are just at a different level. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Join the big show Friday from 3 to 6 to the warehouse in 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. That's the warehouse. All right, we got jazz fans lining up to talk to us. 855-340-ZONE. You can tweet at us, David DJ James. Grab your phone. Use the open mic feature on our app, and you can send us your audio. Or you can do what Kirk did and go old school. 855-340-ZONE. Kirk, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good, Kirk. How are you? I'm calling from Nashville. Long-time Grizzly fan. I just want to tell you, and Conley, you can trust. I don't know what's going on, but he will correct it. He will be a key piece in the playoffs. I can't explain what's going on. I just can tell you what he's done for us for over a decade. Wow, you really got the South accent going on there. I like it. Well, you have Tennessee behind you as well. So just you have a whole different fan base just for adding one player. Okay. Well, I, we all hope you're right. Uh, and the sooner uh, – nah, take that back. The sooner the better. That sounds – Logical, the sooner the better. Yes. But as long as it's there when it matters the most, even if that it's will not be good there, enough. the sooner, as long as it's there. And as I look at him, I have to believe, Kirk, that that's true. I, I still believe it, that he will be I there. Just know, I just know from what I've seen, and I've watched every game, been to most of them, and he is the one you want shooting the shot. He is the one that's going to be aggressive and put the team on the back whenever nobody else has a shot going. He is the one that you won't shoot in because it feels good every time it leaves his hand. I can't explain what's going on because I'll watch your game. Never cared about him before Conley got there. But I'm telling you, it will come, it will click, and it will register, and he will hop. you can hop on his back. He will carry you home. He'll be another Donovan Mitchell. All right, thanks for the call. I will guarantee that. All right. Guarantee it. Guarantees it. it. I, you see, I'm not in tune enough with the past of Memphis – but did Memphis have a perimeter player like Mitchell? No. So No. I'm not that in tune with Memphis, but I can answer definitively, no. Never? 25 points a game, this level of athleticism, no. How about Zach Randolph and Gasol? Those guys weren't perimeter players in their perimeter guys. But they but yet Gasol, Gasol shoots threes. He does. So he's a the modern player is extending out his range. Yes. So even though he's not a true perimeter right. player, Randolph they have was, Randolph was more old school. Right. Low post, back to the basket, could face up at 15 or 17 More feet like letter carrier. Yeah. Old school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So do I want Conley to be the man? 
because I don't know that I do. I believe that he'll get better and he'll get closer to his ability as these next few months go by. That's been my belief. I'm not wavering from that. Uh, I'm not remo- I may be wavering a little, but I'm still not willing to say, nope, I was wrong. But do I want him to be the man on this team? I'll go with no. No, you don't. Not at all. Donovan's too good, and mm-hmm. it's going too well. I, I think what I, what I want to see out of Conley is just more efficiency. Take the opportunities you get. You know, he just he hasn't been on a team where Bogdanovich can be so deadly, Ingles can be so deadly, Mitchell is so deadly so often, and so there are going to be fewer opportunities. So I don't think we need to dial back to Mike Conley's career, the spot in his career where he had to take 15 or 17 or 20 shots on any given night for his team to win. I don't think this team is built that way. I don't okay. think he played on teams like that in Memphis. But... When the opportunity is there, when the other team's in the scramble, and you got the open shot or you got the chance to drive, go do it. You're plenty good enough to do it. Now, those opportunities will be spread throughout the roster, so I'm not looking any night at the score sheet thinking, well, Mike Conley didn't score 20 points, he didn't have a good night. That's that's not how the Jazz are going to win. But when he has the opportunity, and the other thing is, don't force stuff. I thought he took a three last night that he kind of forced, and it wasn't surprising because everybody was forcing threes last night. But you don't need to take a contested three off the dribble. You just don't. Run the offense, and there will most of the time there will be a good shot there. Sometimes you will have it at the end of the shot clock. But I think to your point about in the biggest moments when the pressure is huge in a playoff, they need to use this time to get his comfortable, to get him comfortable with whatever his new role is, however many minutes a night that is, how many shots a night that is, however many times he initiates the pick and roll, or however many times he's got a spot up in the corner, he's got to get comfortable with the new normal. Okay, but because that's hard to ask him to do. I know, I mean, but it's this not is hard to ask him to do, but hard for him to do it. I agree, and, and it's taken some time, and I'm a little surprised by that too. Everybody is, but to your point, we want it as soon as possible, because then you know you got it, and it removes the stress. But the fact is, you don't need it until the biggest moment. And there will be a moment in late April or May that will be a big moment, and they will need it. Yeah, but will he need it? Because if you're cutting him off at the knees, so to speak, then you're expecting him to be all that when you need him the most and you really haven't allowed him so, to be that so now you're expecting him to do something cut, he hasn't done for a year how are you cutting him off at the knees because you basically have him be a role player and make the big shot when the ball comes yeah. in. so be Royce O'Neal now you've been this guy who's been a borderline all-star yeah. averaging 20 points a game and making 32 million dollars a year right. not that the money and, matters in the moment but the money is indicative of the talent yeah. and so now you're asking just be a role player guy <laughs> and, and, and hey just fit in buddy and there's even though you've never done that ever. There, there's something to be said like, well, how am I supposed to get in the flow in the moment Jack, of the game the, when I'm taking seven shots? That's what I'm getting because at. Because to Mike Conley, that's weird. Right. You know, if he took seven shots in Memphis, A, he probably got hurt in the game, or B, he got ejected. It was the first quarter. It was the first quarter. I don't know they ever got ejected from a game. He's never been ejected. He's never, he he's never has been. Yeah, that figures. That's his, that's his rep, right? Even, yeah. Right. So that would be a really weird night for him to only take seven or nine shots. Right. So now and I thought, you're asking him to do something he's never done. But didn't you think that, like, in flashes, we're starting to see that. And what do you mean? Explain so, that. Well, watching the game, and this is a bad game to use because literally everybody played poorly in the game. Uh, Which is why it was a good game to give him more minutes, though. 
So there were a couple times, I thought, where the defense was in a little bit of a scramble, and he just decided to attack. And he got to the rim, and he laid it up. And like yeah, yeah, those yeah. moments are going to be there when you can get yourself a high percentage shot. I kind of feel like this about most of the Jazz players. There's really no reason if you're if the team is playing the right way, and Houston's a horrible example. But if the team's playing the right way, this team has so many scores that if you just run the offense, someone will get a high quality shot. These guys get good looks so routinely, and so no one person really has to force it. Because you're going to get a lot of good looks. Okay, I agree with that. No one, wants and that's to, why they're you, shooting. You never such, want to force it, right? And the reason they're shooting such a high percentage from three is they shoot really quality looks. Guys, the feet, mm-hmm. their feet are set. Mm-hmm. They're wide open. You don't have to take threes off the dribble against pressure. No, I, I totally and they agree. did both those things against Houston. Okay, and it, it's a one. So game. that's so a one off. So right. So, uh, but they were game. still even within a lousy night at the arena. I thought there were flashes of the Mike Conley that they definitely want to see in the playoffs. It was there in flashes. Now, but Can when he, Mike Conley give you that if it's only there in flashes? Well, no, well, to be, <laughs> to be clear, if you're only getting in flashes, no, I don't think anybody's happy with that. I think you think you get with a veteran is that when, he, when it's time to make a play and not just move the ball, he'll do it at a high level. Yeah, but if he hasn't been able to do it and he's just he's being a role player, now you don't want him to be a role player? See, we we never ask a role player to be anything but a role player. Now, that may mean you need to hit a big shot. What was the game? Dallas. Royce O'Neal hit a big shot in front of the Mavericks bench. Yeah, right okay? at the end. But that's his job. He's a role player, and he has the confidence and the confidence is given to him by his teammates and the coaching staff and management coming off an extension of a contract so that screams loudly from the mountaintop we believe in you Royce but also know your role don't all of a sudden thinking oh man I got a lane and I'm going to start taking it to the hoop because I'm the guy no he's never going to be that well Conley has been that so what's going on in his mind oh man I got to make sure that I fit in but no but now you're you're cutting me off at the knees and so now I'm going to overthink it and once you get to that point the moment's gone yep and so what what does Mike need to do from his mindset standpoint not so much his skill set his mindset he needs to play the next 10 or 20 games and figure that out, and he's got the rep as the high IQ guy. If we got Kirk back in the line, he would tell us he's the high IQ guy. Oh, for sure. Just listen to him. He's going to figure it out. Now, maybe that's Pollyanna, and we're all being hopeful because everybody wants the Jazz to win, including local media. So if you're out there going, I don't know, DJ, I get it, because deep down I don't really know either. But right now, taking the cues from Quinn and and the questions to Quinn from multiple media members have kind of gone down this road, and Quinn has been pretty – it's like, guys, his attitude, he doesn't say this in words, but in attitude, he's like, guys, I got a lot of stuff to worry about, and I am definitely not going to spend time worrying about that. Conley's going to be fine. Now, maybe it's false bravado Ooh, and he's selling it. it. Maybe it's false bravado and he's selling it. You know, plant the positivity and it will grow and it'll take over. Don't plant the negativity because it'll grow and take over. And maybe that's what he's doing because Quinn is definitely a psychologist. Well, yeah, Without question. Have to be. I just think yeah. that if you ask uh, Royce O'Neal to do his role, that's how he got there. That's what he's all about. He'll flourish in that role, and that's why they extended him. And really, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is a dude, if he went five games and didn't take a shot and they went 5-0, and oh, he literally couldn't care less. And there's very few guys like that. Then you have 
Mitchell and Bogdanovich in particular from the offensive standpoint and Clarkson who know if we want to go 5 and 0 these next 5 games I have to score. Right. And then and so they know that so they're doing that and then you're having Conley Okay, we want to go 5 and 0 in these next 5 games. What do I need to do? Now I knew full well what I needed to do for 12 years. Now all of a sudden, I'm not really sure what I need to do. Do I do this? Do I do that? And then once you start thinking, forget about it if it's not completely natural. Uh, they've got to get him to a point where if he feels like he needs to take over, Maybe he should because then that's the way he'll get back what he had. And if this team can ever get Mike Conley playing to 100% or close to it, then they're really, really good. And it's on. I get all that. And he has just got to find... Man, I don't know how many people drive a clutch. Everybody's driving an automatic anymore. You know, you, you can't find it, you can't find it, and then you figure it out. And so just watching the game, there are times to break the offense and attack the rim because you're Mike Conley and you're going to get by that guy and you're going to score. And we saw that. Now, he didn't yeah. shoot the three particularly well. No, he hasn't. But, but see, people are already, fans are already on. I was like, wait a second, man. You had two turnovers where no, you just fell down. What the heck? Why isn't Moutier in there? And... I don't think the the staff is saying it, but these players they know what's out there. They they get it completely, and so he knows he had two just fall down turnovers with, and then he had another one. I don't know if they gave it to him. I think they did. It was a bad pass, and it got deflected, and it was right when they were having a slew of turnovers. Mm-hmm. And so my point is, once he starts has any form of questioning, it's over. You're screwed, Mitchell. Has no form. Mitchell can form of questioning. Mitchell can go down and go one on five. Ah, it's a bad possession, bad shot. Get over it. Conley does it. What are you doing, Mike? Come on, man. Well, that goes back to your point about Rudy and tough mindedness. And Conley hasn't gotten where he's got in his career because he doesn't have it. So he's just going to have to power through it. That's true. I can't argue that. But in, and it's stupid to say you feel for some dude who's playing basketball and making all these millions. But I do feel for him as he tries to find his way because here we are, we're a couple of days away from February, and it still hasn't happened. Now, a lot of that you can say it hasn't happened because of the injury. I get that. But nevertheless, it still hasn't happened. If you're in February and you've played, what, uh, we're approaching 45 games, soon to be 50, obviously, and you still haven't found your way, when are you going to find it? I'm a, I have concern about that. And plus, too, you had a good thing going with Moutier. Moutier got benched through Conley's return, right. through nothing of his own so that's doing. that's the most intriguing thing, and this is why Quinn gets the big money. Because we'll all have our opinions. And there, oh, I'm a second there's, guesser. There's, yeah. some, there's some dude driving down I-15 right now who's like, yeah. I would pull Conley in San Antonio and play Moutier. And there's somebody else. Driving down I-15 is like, uh, Moody is great, that, but come on, in the big playoff games, he's got no experience. they got to go with Conley. Yeah, but he's Total got a, he's got a 14, 15-footer that he powers over people and looks really good when he so does it. So is Quinn going to give Conley another? This was game uh, 46, that Houston game. Uh-huh. So is he going to give him another 15 to 20 games? And if it's not working, somewhere around game 65, 70, you just say— shot Moody at that point. Well, first off, Moutier's got to be more tough-minded than that. Like, Emmanuel, Great. you're the guy. Get back in here and knock him dead. You want to play? Here's your chance to play. you got to take the oh, opportunity. Oh, now you only believe in me it. because he sucks. 
Yeah. Come on, man. You're dealing with human beings here. That's true. And so you got to tell one of those human beings, have the Rudy attitude. Seize the opportunity. This is your chance to shine. Yeah, but once Rudy got it, he never got he never got a never gave it away. Moutier had it and they took it away. The difference so, from you didn't lose so playing it, time, right. they took playing time so, so to the point of zero playing time. You got to be ready when your name is called. Oh, that it sounds good. That's it a does cliche. Sound good. It is a cliche, and it's also and all true. those dudes who's got to be ready when their name is called. They didn't get playing time taken away from them. So you think Emmanuel Moody can't do it I anymore? Don't He's know. broken. I don't know, but I'm, my I'm point is no. my point is I wouldn't assume. So we've already had three or four games. So you bring up twenty games. So now you're to the point of twenty five games with him just lounging over there. Oh, I don't know. Need you back in, buddy. Let's See, go. I Ready, know. break. I I don't know that Quinn will do that. I'm you know I'm sitting here. What, what are his options? I got. It. We're just throwing it out there. And hypothetically. I would be off what he has said. I would be stunned if Conley doesn't have another twenty games to work right. out. Right, I'm I, with you. I'd be. I mean, I'd be floored, right? Now, yeah. I don't know when we get to game 65-70 if Quinn's going to switch gears and say, well, it's not working, but it was working with Moody and we got to win. And I got to, because I have benched Emmanuel Moody, I got to give him a few games to play. I'm not just going to throw him in the deep end of the pool game one of the playoffs. No. You know, I haven't played well, you since take New Year's. he hasn't played. Yeah, I haven't played times. It's a delicate situation. Sure. But again, that's that's why the coach I gets got the it. big I got money it. to I make got these it. And choices. That's why we debate it, right? And and all the experience he sat in meetings with Popovich in San Antonio, and there's probably some situation like this then. Yeah, but he didn't sit in meetings with Moutier. And no, so no. you can draw on experience, great, but you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Each individual circumstance and personality, there's its own. Yeah. And I thing don't. Maybe Moutier just bounces right back. I'm yeah. in. Nothing happened, Coach. I get it. You got faith in me. I'm ready to go. And so let's play ball. Yeah. And maybe that's the case. I don't know. I don't know the answers to any of these things. But I, we ponder not, them all yeah. when we watch the Jazz lose. And, to the, and the great thing about it, and the, I think the Jazz understand this. The Steve Starks and his his folks understand the fact that people are driving down I-15 thinking and discussing this that's exactly what you want that's why there's 18,306 yes. in the arena yes. every night right and so that's good huge. and have us discuss it it's good because right. everybody is way into it you want that so you want all this discussion going back and forth what do you as do? long as you're not having cheap shots towards people I think management is completely totally fine with us and the fans debating the, this back and Forth. The best case scenario is what the Jazz have, where on the night of the Jazz game, everybody watches the Jazz game, and on the night off, everybody thinks about the Jazz. And then the next night, everybody watches the Jazz game. I, right before dinner, every night, I gather my family, and yeah, we, we go, go over <laughs> it's, it's on it's, the waiters, people. And it's then when we deep. eat, we discuss... Uh, the Jazz. That's what we do, and that's what I have. Pa, I'm going to go slop out the barn. <laughs> Tonight's discussion point, Yes, Ed Davis. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We'll run this by Ben Anderson, Utah Jazz. Pre-half and post-game. You heard him on the Rockets game last night. I sat in the studio with he and uh, Jake for a while, and we got all negative and discussed things as everything unraveled. We'll talk with him about that and about this road trip coming up. We'll do that in about 15 minutes. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. 
from Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Please join Utah Stem Cells live in studio with a big show on Wednesday, January 29th from 3 till 6 p.m. Be discussing stem cell joint regeneration treatments and other beneficial uses of stem cells to treat various conditions throughout the body. Got a lot of people weighing in on the Utah Jazz this morning. What is going on? How did that happen? Is it a big deal or is it just, you know, one night in a long NBA season? If you win four out of five, which is the Jazz have won four out of five, that's 80%. That's 65 wins. What's the big deal? Uh, that is what's the big deal if that's the scenario. I agree 100% if that's the scenario, and let's hope it is the scenario. Is it possible that Quinn didn't use current uh, offensive strategy against the Rockets to prevent planning for the playoffs? Didn't see a lot of pick and roll or pick and pop that we're used to seeing on a nightly basis. Any substance to this theory? He's genius even more than I thought he was genius. Oh, if that's holding the case. stuff back. Yeah. In the moment. Mostly I think they don't hold stuff back. Occasionally I think they do. Mostly they don't. But once in a while they will hold something for the playoffs. But mostly I think they're out there trying to win the game. And whatever gets the game, can get you to win the game, do it. That's what I would think. If he was thinking that, then he's devious. (laughs) And I respect him even more than... But uh, Jeff Judkins has told us stories about NCAA tournament about always having a brand new inbounds play that isn't scouted. You know, there's always something new and something held back. That's a play versus a philosophy, though. Right, right. Yes. So, for sure, yeah. I mean, that's that's why spring games have become Mm. a joke now that they're all televised. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Tom says, my son laughed when he saw Houston's big three were out. I told him the Jazz would lose. These are the types of games they lose. Quinn was actually asked about that in in the... uh, in the pregame, and he said, I think there are plenty of examples of guys sitting and other guys being given bigger roles, and then they go out and win the game. Sure, you know what this does, too? To me, not that it necessarily needed it, but it validates all those wins against those lesser teams. Because as we've had Joe come on here every week, these guys are NBA players, too. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be on these rosters unless yeah. they were really good. And there we see it. We saw it. That was Exhibit A in this arena on Monday night was a classic example of why you did not blow off all those wins that they had against those sp- at least record-wise, inferior teams. Because they got guys, and those guys are capable of going off. You can go right down the list of any of these teams that are not going to be in the playoffs and look at them, and they got two, three guys maybe. Maybe three might be too much. But they got two guys that could go off and play way better than their averages and change the balance of a result of a game. And that's why I don't scoff, well, they just beat these teams and it didn't really matter because they weren't all that good. Nope, I don't buy it at all. All these games, they all count and they all matter. And every single one that you get is important. Some maybe be maybe at least uh, in theory more important than another, and it's a statement game and this and that. I don't necessarily believe in statement games in the regular season uh, because if there's you know what the new kid Tucker, what did he didn't he tweet out the other day something was a statement game? Was it Dallas? This Ray John, go back and check that for me. 
All right, well, if that's the statement game, then what statement does last night make? And what statement will Denver make on Thursday? Yeah, so you get, you get you can't just when you win a game, it can't just be a statement game. So is a Laker yeah. Clipper game a statement game? Because Kawhi didn't think so. Well, and he was dead the, right. The yes. Christmas night interview yes. says there's no city of Los Angeles championship. It's another game. Right. And they asked him that question, and I'm sitting there with some family members, <laughs> and I say nothing before right. he gets the answer, and he says, nothing. <laughs> He's absolutely right. So Ray John Tucker said all capitalized statement game exclamation point hashtag take note keep going yeah now he's a young player and i appreciate his enthusiasm all right well where's your statement after last night statement last night (laughs) statement (laughs) statement (laughs) tough loss yeah. This stuff happens every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Next game. So the other game, see, the reality is the Dallas win see, counted for one, this Houston loss counted for one, and away you go. But as much as you can sit back and break all this down logically and laugh at it, and it is fun, and I will be right with you every step of the way, I also believe there's a little bit of talk yourself into being great. Demand it of yourself. Hey, these wins were good, and you get that belief. Belief counts. It matters. When you let that free throw go, Confidence do you think matters. it's going in, or do you think you're clanking it off the back of the rim? Because I think if you think you're going to clank it off the back of the rim, the odds of you clanking off the back of the rim go way up. Uh, uh. <laughs> they go way I, up. I like to think of uh, the five-foot putt. But so, yes. same thing. If you <laughs> think you're going to miss a five-foot putt, you've got a great chance to miss a five-foot putt. Mm-hmm. Have you ever stood over a ball and had a bunch of negativity bouncing around in your head, stepped back, uh, clear it, clear it, 80, lock in. 83 shots around. This is going in. <laughs> and then you step back over, you settle down, and you make the putt. Although there have been times, unexplainably, when I've stood over a ball mm-hmm. and think, I feel really good about Right. This. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're sure thinking, enough, yeah. some hack like myself has no business making a 14-foot putt, and yet I do? Yes, and in uh, all forms of golf, and uh, tee, chip, fairway, uh-huh. whatever. For sometimes I just feel you stand on the tee. I know take you're the smoke club it. out of the bag and think, "This is it. This is the right club. This is the right lie. This is the right situation, and everything goes well." And you're right. So if you got to lie to yourself a little bit to get yourself in that right mental frame, like this is a statement game and we won it, it's a big deal, and then this loss, it's yeah. A but I think you're dealing with a bunch of veterans now, and I raise you on. Uh, is not. He's not. Right. And Joe would probably so a, have a different a, attitude. So it's fine for him to do it. Yeah. But I, I didn't see that, that. That's the very point. You don't see Joe Ingles typing out statement game. No. 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 He's 32 years old. No. I didn't, I didn't see Joe after the game. I didn't talk to him. I, he wasn't out in the locker room. But I got to imagine that after the game, he's like, well, that sucked. Well, we went and out now, for coffee last night. I'm not surprised. <laughs> that sucked. Now get ready for San Antonio. And that's exactly what they have to do. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Coming up, Ben Anderson, Jazz Radio, pre-half and post. He was on the Houston game last night. We'll talk with him a little bit about that next. Stay with us.